From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to the big event, and welcome, Heather Knight, back to the intro. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is a huge, huge, huge week in the total SF history. We have our (laughs) third movie night, but um, there's more to this one. It's December 2nd right now, Monday, as we're recording this. What's happening on Thursday? We are going to be screening Sister Act, the best musical comedy set in Noe Valley in cinematic history. And this event, it's going to be more than Sister Act. Yes. So before Sister Act, we will have our usual bagpiper, as you do. We'll play up the aisle. He called me the other day and left a voicemail. And I was like, oh, no, is he canceling? (laughs) But he just wanted to make sure that I knew all about the history of the church (laughs) in the movie, which was super cute. My bagpiper friend. And then we will also have Byron Cobb, the reigning cable car bell ringing champion, is going to bring his cable car bell. And we have today's podcast guest, Sarah Katz-Hyman, who is the number one, literal, number one Sister Act fan on the planet. I I thought it was important to have her on and record this podcast because she is um, such a Sister Act super fan that I feel like anybody (laughs) who's on the fence whether to go to this movie on Thursday night, she's going to help us push them over. Yes, and follow her on Twitter at Sister Activism. Excellent. Um, so big, big week. We've got Sister Act on Thursday. Our cable car's back, too. Yes, so last year we started a new and hopefully continuing trend of the Chronicle sponsoring a cable car for the holidays. You and I were in the cable car barn over the weekend with our families um, decorating the cable car number one, which will be on the, I think, Powell Mason line, one of the Powell lines. Yeah. And um, it'll be out on the rails on Wednesday with extra, extra read all about it signs, famous front pages from Chronicle History, Chronicle Ornaments, and it's super cool. If you spot it, take a picture. Yeah, as we did last year, anybody who shares hashtag Chronicle Cable Car on Twitter or Instagram, while supplies last, Heather and I will send you. <laughs> a framed archive photo and um, we have herb kane with a cable car but we might have a couple others we should get a new version this year and a thank you note yes right okay yes. so this is very important if you see the cable car get that selfie um get that hashtag down and get your free item heirloom quality hot commodities hot commodities and sister act um sarah katz hyman's here we're your concierge for culture in the bay area i'm peter hartlob and this is the big event Welcome to the big event and our sister act tribute. Welcome back, Heather Knight. Hey, it's good to be back. And welcome, Sarah Katz-Hyman. Hello. Hi. I, you are um, a sister act ally. Let's Aficionado. Start. Man, both of those apply <laughs> to me for sure. Let, yeah. Let's start there. Um, we're going to talk a lot about sister act. Uh, I've got a little history. We're going to talk about what we like about the movie. I will dare to say maybe one or two things that I question about the movie but I want to start first of all with you sister activism is your Twitter handle yes what what is the um, what is the goal of sister activism Mm. well it actually started because sister act was not available on any streaming platforms for a long time and 
Um, I, I really wanted it to be on Netflix because, look, I own the DVD box set and I'm happy to lend it to my friends, <laughs> but I don't know everyone in the world and everyone <laughs> should probably see Sister Act. So I just really wanted Sister Act to be on Netflix. So it started as literally sister activism, activism to get it on Netflix. I would like tag Netflix literally in every tweet. Okay. How long ago did you start this endeavor? Ooh, maybe two years ago-ish. Yeah. yeah. I've liked Sister Act um, for much longer. Yeah. I'm going to ask you in a minute about your first time seeing Sister sure. Act. But first, a little bit more about you. Mm-hmm. Um, biking. <laughs> we, we've been talking coming in here. Yes. Biking, mm-hmm. cheese, yes. and the Presidio <laughs> are all things that came up. Tell, tell yeah. us just a little bit about, about your non-Sister Act background. Yeah, sure. I uh, live in San Francisco. I'm going on four years in January. Moved from D.C., um and the reason why we talked about biking was i used to work in bicycle advocacy still really enjoy the field and advocating for safe streets for everyone um so we talked about biking and then um we i also work in the presidio i do like park research um and so anyway i enjoy living in a city because of its density its urban environment i feel so thankful to live in a city like san francisco where literally from the moment i moved here i was like you could go up to the top of the hill look over see a view that totally gets you out of your head and disarms you and then like walk away and just like ride on a trolley or a train or a bus or see people laughing and it's it's a very like city's city um in a very i don't i would i would say a cinematic way maybe even depicted in such movies as sister act (laughs) if you like noe valley as a den of sin yes yeah it has everything yes (laughs) Um, yeah. I also want to know about, um, you You have three Twitter accounts, mm-hmm. as far as I could tell. You yes. have sister activism, you have your own, yes. and then you have something about cheese songs. Yes, yeah. <laughs> what is so that one? I, uh, like, think in song a lot. I love parody songs. And so um, I started a... It's 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 pretty neglected. I need to get back to it, to be honest. Um, it's called Cheese Songs, and it's songs <laughs> about cheese, where I change lyrics of popular songs to be about cheese. Um, I think How did this start for you? There was a popular cheese meme going around where it was like, um, sweet cheese is made of brie. Don't to disagree. It's like literally all about brie. And I was like, this is great. So I'm just going to continue these. I did one, if y'all remember Tyra Banks's very short singing career. No. No. She did a song, she did a song that's like, Eve's great. Um, and so I changed the song to like, cheese great no matter where it goes like that's literally the song in my head and then i just tweet it yeah so this is for people who like like weird al but think he's too broad yeah just this wish is... he would pick one subject yeah. and stick with it you got it yeah this is the weird al for cheese well i i love it um, and uh, you are very san francisco i can't believe you've only lived here for four years it might be kismet i don't know you're not dc <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In D.C., were you just like, were people just kind of looking at you sideways and here people are like, yeah, cheese and sister act. <laughs> I will say D.C. has a weird has a weirdness that maybe people don't appreciate. Like we see a lot of the like political weirdness. But I also think a lot of my interest. I want to give a shout out to the bicycling community who is pretty weird. <laughs> Y'all are weird. We're weird. It's good. Weird is good. Um, but yeah, maybe. No, I, I definitely got some like. Probably I'm not a button up, 
buttoned up enough for yeah. DC sometimes. My like, I think you found the right city. My joie de vie is a little bit different. Yeah, definitely stay here. Um, <laughs> so I, I've always like Sister Act has been one of the San Francisco films I like, mm-hmm. and then I've like each time I do one of these podcasts or see it, we're gonna have our screening on Thursday. Everyone come. Um, everyone yes. come. I like it a little bit more. You loved it from the start, though. Do, do you remember the first time you saw it? I can't remember the first time. I think, so Sister Act came out, what, in 1992. I was young. I was... How old are you? I am 30. I just turned 30. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, so I wouldn't remember seeing it in theaters, but um, I was a kid without cable and you know, got sick occasionally, and UPN, so the CW, whatever it was back then, Sister Act was on a lot. <laughs> um, I don't come from, necess- I, w- I don't want to say my family is not musical. Um, my mom is pretty musical, and my dad can't hold a note to save anything, not even anything. Um, and But um, I've always, like, really loved gospel music and just choirs in general. I love, I don't know, I love the feeling. Singing is great. Um, and so I think when I first saw it, I was just like, this is this is amazing. I also loved movies um, on the CW, like Mr. Holland's Opus. Mm. You know, things like where everyone comes together to play music uh, really got to me. But I think Sister Act stuck because you have a strong female lead who's goofy, who's like unapologetically herself, who makes silly noises and like funny prayers at the table, and just um, also like cares a lot about people, right? Yeah. Um, so there's, I, a, there's an underlying decency to the yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times do you think you've seen it? Oh, gosh. Like, upwards of 200. Like, how often do you watch it? Um, Like, I, um, I watch bits of it at least, like, several times a month. Like, in the morning when I wake up, I'm like, okay, got to get out of bed. I got to go to work. <laughs> Time to, like, put on a happy day so I could motivate myself. Um, the, the last time I watched it all the way through was on Halloween because I do dress up as Sister Act on Halloween quite often. And so we went, my couple friends and I went out, and then I was, like, pretty tired. So I was like, I hey, know, I'm just going to go to bed, um, which meant I'm just going to watch Sister Act. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm in the costume. Might as well watch it. <laughs> I got to ask, how many times have you seen it in a theater, though? Because you didn't start wow. out seeing it that way. Yeah. And it, it doesn't show very often. I mean, even huh. around San Francisco, people show, like, Vertigo or, you I have know. asked multiple theaters in San Francisco to do Sister Act sing-alongs multiple times, and I've gotten the same answer, that they don't have the rights to a sing-along version. Yeah. Which is making ours a sing-along I agree completely <laughs> um and yeah I emailed um Alamo Drafthouse I called Castro Theater several times and they were all like we'd love to it'd be so popular but and I'm like please just like do it um so no I don't think I've actually ever seen Sister Act in a oh theater my oh my god oh my god yeah. this is gonna be so great yeah it's literally only been on either my 13 inch MacBook Pro or a slightly bigger like 25 inch TV that my parents had. It's going to be like your best week ever. Yeah. yeah and there's something about seeing it with a crowd. Like oh when we God. saw The Rock, I don't know that I saw The Rock in a theater. And I thought it was like an overly long, pretty good action movie with a lot of scenes I really liked. Seeing it with a crowd, it was a totally different experience. Oh, I mean, the energy is going to go berserk for me. Yeah. <laughs> you all don't even understand. Awesome. Yes. Heather, do you remember where you saw it the first time? I'm sure it was at the movie theater in Davis. I saw a lot of movies growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was must have been 15 or 16 back then, and I'm sure I went with the fan, although it doesn't you know stick in my head. But I remember my whole family loved it immediately. Yeah. Immediately. 
<laughs> well, I, I, I did a little uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Sister Act research in the Chronicle. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, she actually was in New York, and uh, you know she talks about it in the stories we did about her early on. She was a drug addict and um, doing kind of more more traditional live theater. Came out to San Francisco, started getting into improv, and right around like 81, 82, her name starts showing up. Chronicle, very first time we mentioned Whoopi Goldberg, misspelled it with an E. So um, <laughs> Lovely. So we will run a correction, Heather. Eventually. Yeah, and then, uh, and then this was kind of nice. Um, the very first profile of Whoopi Goldberg, I found it, it was in, uh, I believe, 1982, written by Leah Garchik who um, has not really retired from the Chronicle. She still writes for us once in a while, but she's not here full-time anymore. First voice people here on my podcast. Yes. I had her record our tagline. <gasps> wow. And Whoopi Goldberg explains how she got the name Whoopi Goldberg, which this is a quote. My great-great-great-grandmother in Canada married a little old Jewish guy. And so this young black woman decided she'd be Whoopi Goldberg, an appellation more suited for the Borch Belt than Berkeley, where she's a member of the Blake Street Hawkeyes, which was a huh. apparently kind of like an improv group. Um, I thought what was cool, though, is um, she had 33 years old, so she had been doing this for a while. She had been in San Francisco for a while. And uh, uh, it says, today at 33, with 16 years of theatrical experience behind her, hard times and good times, Whoopi is ready to make her name known. In my eyes, she says, I know that I'm going to do well. I, th I thought that was kind of nice because she hadn't really you know, oh my broken God, out I yet. Whoopi is like my fairy godmother of, um, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I forgot that she had done improv. Unsurprising probably to everyone at this table, I also do improv. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it mentions the Borscht Belt, which in doing research, the... Uh, uh, the director of Sister Act also directed Dirty Dancing. Oh. Dirty Dancing is based off of a Borscht Belt resort called Kutcher's, which um, when my summer camp flooded one year in uh, New York, the Catskills of New York, we were evacuated to Kutcher's Country Club and Resort. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was Patrick Swayze there? Uh, I wish. Aww. No, yeah. but I did find $5 on the floor and bought myself a milkshake. <laughs> That's almost as good. Almost as good. So yeah. all of these, like, the connections are kind of crazy. But, I mean, Whoopi is truly a pioneer in so many ways. Um, I mean, being a woman, being like mostly single her whole life right mm -hmm. I think especially and um a black woman um like and I guess like what you said kind of started a little bit later in her career for yeah. Hollywood anyway uh, yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's impressive and I like that she did several years here um we had our, our one of our last guests was Byron Cobb the cable car uh <sighs> bell ringing champion and he was talking about who will be performing on Thursday. Everybody go. Um, he was talking about just her being on his bus, you know. And, and so she's coming back to do Sister Act. And I had another guy who I interviewed um, when I went out to the Sister Act area and did a story about Noe Valley's transformation. Just saying that, like, when people went by on the Muni train there. What's the what's the train that goes J. by? The J? Mm -hmm. The J. Yeah. That people would be like waving outside with their faces against the glass and she would be waving at them. And it was like, she rode Muni. She yeah. knew what line that was pro probably better than I did. Um, so I just think that's like kind of a cool little thing that she did her time here. And there's so yeah. many comics from Pat Oswalt to Mark Marin to, um, you know, you could uh, pick a bunch of them, newer comics, Brent Weinbach, um, 
that that did their time here and people don't even maybe associate them with being San Francisco comics, mm-hmm. but they got their start here and have kind of a bond with this city. So, so cool that she did these two movies here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think about like, uh, I know the, the end of the decade, and I think about myself 10 years ago, and I'm like, did I ever imagine myself living in San Francisco? And by the way, I lived around the corner from the church oh, in cool. Noe Valley for like five months when I first moved to San Francisco. And oftentimes would hear people like walk down the street and be like, oh, did you know that this is the church of Sister Mary? And I would like literally open my window yes, and be I like, did. yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, I would like walk in. And it's just, uh, I think about like this, the places that like normal people, like Whoopi Goldberg, who is a now very famous actress and comedian, right? Like walked down the same streets, walked into that church. So did I. And so did everyone else who goes to that church. Yeah. For real. Not just for fun. Yeah. I I interviewed Eddie Knox, who lived even when it was filming. They gave him $5,000 to use his house. He's next to like the triple X bookstore that's seen prominently in the film. And he says even now when he talks to people who he's just met, like one of the first things he brings up is, you know, my house was used <laughs> in Sister Act and, and, and people know what he's talking about because it's this sort of universal language now. I think so. it's a cultural canon moment that's really gained some steam. I mean, my Sister Activism account only has like 45 followers, so it's not just me, <laughs> unsurprisingly, but uh, yeah. We're going to get that up to 145. <gasps> <for you. laughs> Please, chronicle listeners. Yes. <laughs> Um, so Whoopi Goldberg, she is in Penny Marshall's first film, directorial debut, Jumping Jack Flash in, I think, 86, and then Burglar in 87. Has a little career, but it kind of lulls, and then she's in Ghost. Yes. And oh, my God. That is my other favorite movie. She's fantastic, and, and it really shows off her ability to be funny and be kind of have that little bit of Robin Williams that's manic and mm-hmm. improv, but also that she's a serious actress and wins the Academy Award, I believe. She did. Yeah, she's yeah. a supporting actress, right? Yeah. yeah. And suddenly she's getting the big movies again. Yeah. Sister Act's kind of the first one. Uh, I picked up our Mick LaSalle review. And uh, Heather, do you want to read the... Well, the first sentence. This is the second pretty good movie in two years about the joys and frustrations of hiding out from the mob in a convent. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Um, And then, in its broad outline, Sister Act is a formula picture. It is not. With comic setups and plot turns that are easy to anticipate. But Sister Act is lifted above its formula by a strong ensemble cast. It's not just a matter of Goldberg and Smith, who are excellent. That's Maggie Smith. Kathy and Jamie all but steals the picture as the bubbly, cheerful Sister Mary Patrick. She's one of your favorites, right? I love I Kathy. Yeah, I love Kathy and Jamie in this. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And veteran Mary Wicks does a nice turn as Sister Mary Lazarus, a tough nun from an earlier era. I was in a convent in Vancouver. No heat, no running water. It was hell on earth. I loved it. <laughs> Another one of my favorite characters. Deadpan is always so hard to play, so I really appreciate her yes. and her like old lady voice. Also, I loved how like diverse this cast was in age range, right? You yeah. had like a lot of older women in this film in 1992. Yeah. Who were like crushing it in a sister like they were supporting each other, loving each other berating each other yeah yeah like the Bechdel test I think is it's pretty good on this one <laughs> definitely <laughs> so let's kind of make up for I mean we'll, we'll sort of apologize for the Chronicles review by talking about what we love about the film yes. and uh, how it's aged well mm-hmm. and what about it still works in 2019 um, I like the fact that 
it's sort of like a sports movie for people who don't like sports. Yes. Um, it has that feel-good element to it where you have these group of people who you like but don't have it together for various reasons and maybe some things haven't gone f- well for them and they just kind of need each other. And then it shows how everybody can bond and then it has this great, great, what I think is almost like a sports movie moment when the choir um, gets it together and you have just this triumphant moment that's even better than I think a sports movie because it's musical and you can just feel it as a listener. I love that element of it, just the structure of it and the way that it's just kind of relentlessly positive as a film. I also appreciate, I think there are, is it two or maybe three um, montages in this film? Uh, the touch of love montage when they're just like cleaning up everything. I mean, I listened to that. I listened to the song on the way here, and I was like walking through the Muni station, and I was like, "Yeah, just here we can touch of love, love, just, just a, a touch of, of love." And then they're showing all yeah. of Noe Valley, yes. like which is all porn shops and, yes. and then a video arcade which I kind of don't like because back then you know video arcades there's nothing wrong with them but that's what you would have in slum Noe Valley true so, yeah. yeah oh that neighborhood right no yeah. I, I love the crescendo of this movie where you do see what be like bring the choir in those people come into the first like they have the first great I will follow him you know moment and you mm-hmm. see the like teens coming off the street and they're like yeah come in hear the lord you know yeah. <laughs> i mean maybe some context here y'all i was raised in a jewish household so i think it all my mom's like it's just so funny and so great that you like this movie <laughs> i'm like thanks mom for supporting me um yeah i and then but there it doesn't end like that's not the end of the movie right like we have the the back plot of like Vince and like well, like his wife in the hotel and he's like Vinny come and look at these cute nuns right and then like and then he sees her in the convent like that it like kind of takes you out of your head because at first you kind of forget that you're in this like terrible mob boss you know I don't know like galaxy and then you you know this guy with the with the the X over Whoopi's head comes back I also love the the drama. I don't. I'm just like jumping around the film because I love it so much. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. But when they go in, like when the Eddie Salva, right? He comes. He like busts through the door and he figures out like the leak, the mole, and like he says the classic '90s like book 'em boys. Like I love that moment. I'm like, oh yeah, they got him. And you're then, gonna love the whole thing on Thursday. It's like the whole. It just like literally like the momentum in this movie is unstoppable it is and there's so many key changes in songs and i love a good key change in a song (laughs) i i like too that other than the purely bad guys you've got the mob guys who are pure evil nobody in the film is truly wrong or bad they just need each other and they need the help and even maggie smith as reverend mother Mm -hmm. um she's set up as the antagonist Mm -hmm. but she just needs a little bit of push from Whoopi Goldberg too. Yeah. And then she ends up being a real positive figure. And then it's just, it's almost like this, everybody's got this thing inside them that needs to be unlocked. And throughout the film, everybody gets it unlocked. Absolutely. And then it comes out in song. Uh, which is the best way to come out, I think, in song, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think like what, 
what sometimes I think bothers me about like superhero movies or certain movies is the dichotomy of like this person is all good or all bad, right? Um, and everyone in this movie is, I I would argue, complex, right? Like you have someone like Maggie Smith who's holding on to a lot of like tradition and like fear of change and also being very protective of the people in her convent um, and seeing someone new and maybe I would say even like a tin, uh, a hint or overt racism even, right? Yeah. And then kind of moving past that, it, not in the same way as like, you know, a, a dramatic movie would, but like, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's an inspiring way to show people's character in yeah. this movie. So don't sleep on Sister Act, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, your, your thoughts on, uh, what did you like about the film? Uh, the music is number one for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I just love all the songs. Like you can't be sad listening to those no. songs. Like no. they're just such pick me ups. Mm-hmm. And I love the whole cast. Um, Maggie Smith, Kathy Najimy. I love Whoopi and anything. What's the name of the redheaded nun? Um, um, the- Sister Mary Patrick. Yes, yeah. that's a great character yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so uplifting. Yes. Oh, and when well, <coughs> she didn't sing in the movie. Actually, she got this is like, the a this is the, the kind of the petite, slight, the yeah. petite mm-hmm. yeah. nun who like. Whoopi, I said Whoopi. Whoopi like (laughs) goes closer to her, and then she like you know gets her diaphragm up, and then like she's like, oh, and she's like, oh my god, I can sing, and like the power of yeah Yeah. vocals and. So sell me on Sister Act 2. Oh, because, okay. Because I saw, I think I saw it probably, now I, I should mention like when Sister Act came out, I was in college. Mm-hmm. Sister Act 2 came out just like 16 months later. They it made, Sister Act made I think $140 million domestically, mm-hmm. top four film, considering how much money went into it. I mean, it was an even bigger hit. No surprise. So they wanted to turn something around quickly. I remember watching Sister Act as like a rental Mm -hmm. out of the corner of my eye. Now, granted, I'm like 23 years old. I was like smoking a lot of weed, (laughs) had a lot of distractions going on. I don't remember loving it, Mm -hmm. but I'm ready to revisit it. Sell me on Sister Act 2. Great. Yeah. So obviously, Sister Act 2, the convent's in trouble, right? Because they had this huge boost from like a a congregation, Um, now... They have a high school. They're like churning out Catholic students like you wouldn't believe. But of course, in Catholic high school, it's tough, right? And so they don't have someone who wants to deal with the choir. So they have to call in a favor of none other than the choir reformer herself, Whoopi Goldberg. None other. That was a good one. Was that intentional? (laughs) I won't reveal. Um, so they call her in and I think this is the best like strength of Maggie Smith as this character is like don't forget that like you almost died and we saved you and she's like damn (laughs) Maggie Smith I'll do this solid for you Um, really I I have just two words to sell you on Sister Act 2 and that's Lauren Hill yeah she plays uh, Rita the young kind of rebellious yes member of the choir it's not a choir yet it's a it's like just a music music class class. yeah a bird class if you will it's what they call it in the movie because we just fly through it (laughs) and i remember there was like a climax that honestly like school of rock yes should have 
paid like a residual yes, to absolutely. Sister Act 2 absolutely. because there's a whole thing about how Rita's mom doesn't want her to sing. Yes. And, like and we've then, all had parents that don't maybe for from one reason or another support something that we want to do that we're very passionate about, right? And I think that resonates with a lot of people. I also will say the version of uh, My Eye is on the Sparrow that Sister Act uh, that sister, that um, Lauren Hill and Rita, or not Rita, I think I forget the the other woman's name in it, but she's in a very good band now, by the way, mm-hmm. um, who plays it hardly strictly like every year. Um, so they sing that version, and I it is so moving, and I actually listen to it a lot during the holiday season because I think it's like a very appropriate, like I don't know, holiday quiet time song. Um, but no, I think what Sister Act One did for like an underdog movie sister act two does for um kind of believing in your own gifts and believing in your passions and like telling us that like if we really show um those closest to us what something that we're passionate about does for our soul and does for like our happiness like you could see in the last scene like lauren hill is so happy to be on that stage like with these people singing and her mom is just like a changed woman and like i think we could all like uh, recognize that when you see your friend or someone you support when you thought that it wasn't going to be a good idea like be so happy there's no there's no way you can't support them now mm-hmm. yeah. yeah all right I, I'm ready to watch it again I have the DVD box set <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, have you had any success on getting the streaming well okay so this is the thing now is that with Disney Plus because it's a Miramax film so Disney owns Miramax it's now on Disney Plus oh, okay. so I don't think Netflix is ever going to put it on there now that Disney Plus is it's on Disney Plus, right? But it's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. So, so think, you totally had a hand in Disney Plus. I think oh. you won. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. This is a victory. Yes, woo! <laughs> um, so I have now kind of shifted the point of sister activism just to be literally about the activism of Sister Act. All right. That it is a movie of our time. Whoopi is the um, patron saint of that time. And we can all sing together. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> do you do you consider this like a one woman crusade or can we be sister activists too? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Everyone can be sister activists. Okay. Yeah. You we all own a part in sister <laughs> activism. Cuz I'll have you know that we made the the I think the ultimate act of um, sister act rebellion in that our editor in chief Audrey Cooper is not a sister act fan and has come on multiple podcasts to say negative things about this film. She's a wonderful editor. We support her in every other way, but this is just like some glitch we can't get past. And we've always stood up to her about it. And she, <laughs> she will be at the screening. Yeah, she's coming. On oh my Thursday gosh. And she's bringing her son. Whoa, sitting in the den of the lion. Yeah. Really? We might get fired or we might get raises. It could go one of two ways. It could go either way. I'm advocating for the second, obviously. I'll put it on my sister activism account. <laughs> I'm hoping for like a reverend mother moment oh, where she just like yes. suddenly is like, oh, I was so wrong and <laughs> and burst into song and burst into song that's what I'm hoping yes oh oh my gosh I will cry yeah <laughs> I cannot wait um what if I what if we brought her a habit to wear <laughs> oh wow do you have extra habits uh I don't have extra habits but I have Amazon Prime <laughs> I think just her attendance is okay. like, is like a good We don't want to push the set. envelope too much. I think for Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, that's when we get her, <laughs> get our editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle in a nun's habit. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, I, ha- I had my next, I have a little outline here, so this isn't totally winging it. 
um, I had shortcomings, but now I'm afraid no, to that, say any. shortcomings. Yeah, I'm no. afraid to say anything. Um, <laughs> I want to hear what people's criticisms are because I think they can be addressed. I think the framing device of, I love Harvey Keitel, mm-hmm. it, it sets up the movie, but I think the framing device of Reno and the boyfriend, he's such a jerky guy and mm. she's so cool. I'm trying to think why she was with him. And then the whole thing with Bill Nunn, the police officer, mm-hmm. they kind of like have this flirtation going, but they never really get together, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And so I think some of the beginning and the end, mm. I don't like as much as the middle. How's I, that? Yeah, no, I understand that. And I wonder if the screenplay had it written, like built out a little bit more, because I feel like a person who might be performing in Reno as opposed to Vegas or something more headlining, maybe needed some financial help, right? And yeah. so maybe there was that background story that they didn't get into. That's my take on it, is that like, she's with this person because he obviously has deep pockets and like it makes it easier for her to do something that she likes, right? Huh. Um, but then the follow-up with the police officer is, I agree, there is some tension there, some romantic tension that doesn't get addressed. I will say that I've seen the play, albeit at Encinal High School in Alameda. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was riding the bus one day, and like out of the corner of my eye, I saw this band that's sister act at Encinal, and I like literally flipped around. Wow. And went on my phone right that minute and bought Sister Act tickets to the high school production of it. Shout out to the Encinal Jets, by the way. Yeah. Heather, which I'm from Alameda, have a giant decommissioned airplane yeah, up it's cool. in front of the high school, yeah. just like hanging there like as a decoration. They do. It's great. Yeah. And I bought tickets, and um, I went uh, in costume. Of course, um, to a high school production of Sister Act <laughs> that I are dedicated knew no one in. Um, Did anybody go with you? Uh, the person I was dating at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, we went together, um, and we went, and um, they were a good sport because they were like a like a monsignor thing, uh-huh. you know. Uh, Very nice. So I wore the whole habit, and I walk in to the table where it says tickets, and I go, "Excuse me, I have uh, two tickets," and they were like. We don't doubt it. Walk in. I did not even <laughs> check my name. Yeah. Uh, and I walk in and like literally everyone's staring at me and I'm like so psyched for it. Um, I buy some snacks. So we, like I was surprised, dumbfounded even that the songs are different because I don't oh, think what? they got oh. the rights to them. What? Yeah. That's the whole point. They don't know. give the high school the rights? To, I, oh. Yeah. That, okay. But, a new thing for sister activism. Yeah. I know. That's true. What, what are your feelings on sister act three? Should there be one? Well, wow. Okay. It has come up a lot in the past 10 months. And um, every time a Sister Act news story comes up, I get at least six texts from various friends and family members to aware me of it, even if I've already seen it, of course. Um, And so this one came up recently and like five people were like, did you see Sister Act 3? Sister Act 3. And so I read a lot about it because I think at first it was like Disney was like Sister Act 3 will do it Whoopi will be in it and then they like went back on it and then Tyler Perry with his movie studio was like oh I'll do Sister Act 3 with Whoopi like yeah we're gonna support each other and then that kind of like I think got like fizzled out so I most recently I've heard that Disney Plus like has signed on I forget who like two directors for it um 
I think you have to have Whoopi in it. If Whoopi's yeah, not in it, to. like, I don't... Does she want to be in it? She... Well, yes. Every time okay. I... Yeah. I mean, I haven't talked to her personally. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I've seen an interview, she's like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm like, like she's Whoopi. Wait, she's like, she she's like super yeah, she's chill about everything. Yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah, for sure. I'll be in it. I'm, I'm wondering, what is the third plot line if, like, we've already saved the church. Now we save the Let's convent. save San Francisco. Whoa. Yeah. Heather I mean, Knight, San, here first. San Francisco's changed a lot. There's issues like gentrification. They could kind of reverse it and have Noe Valley be this neighborhood that's not serving the community in the right way for, for reasons other than it being run down. Yeah. And then I, I think they could do stuff with it. I think they could put modern twists on it that are maybe even a little bit more honest than the yeah. original. And it, it would work. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're on board for Sister Act 3. Um, but first, we have Sister Act. Heather, can you do one last pitch for us for our movie on Thursday night? Yes, you should totally come and see Sister Act on the big screen. Sarah will be there in a nun's habit, right? And then the whole Sister Act costume. You'll okay. see it. It's a representation of the movie as a costume. Okay. Awesome. Peter and I will obviously be there. There will be trivia. There will be a bagpiper. And Byron Cobb, reigning cable car bell ringing champion. Yeah, we, I mean, has all of this ever been under one roof This before? is total SS. <laughs> yes. Like a definition of you could take me there. You could ride a bus. You could walk. Yes. You, could, you can buy an Anchor Steam and an It's It in the lobby. Yeah. Um, our last two screenings were just a blast. It was not just a movie. It was sort of this little celebration of San Francisco. Oh. And uh, I think this is going to be the same thing. Yep. All right. Sarah, I had an excellent time. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure. You know? <laughs> uh, now I'm sure. Oh. Like, this was excellent. Um, I love all your interests. <laughs> the cheese songs. Can you please write a song about cheese for Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A new one. Yeah. For like to a sister act tune. Sure. Yeah. Obviously. It okay. has to be the crossover of the century. Yes. Yeah. Initially, when I heard about the cheese songs, I wasn't. I'm like, really? And now I'm like, perfect. Damn. It's, it's I feel Francisco. so validated right it's now. Fun. You, you, you were already validated. Aww. I was I was the one who needed to, I to come around. You. you totally did. But um, anyway, thank you very much for coming, and we'll see you on Thursday night. I will see you there. I'll see all of you there, my fellow San Franciscans. Let's right. do it. Sister Act, we're there. You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to my guests, Heather Knight and Sarah Katz-Hyman. Our producer today is me, Peter Hartlob. Supervising producer is King Kaufman. Executive producer is Tim O'Rourke. And our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community. Read our columns and subscribe to the Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com. Chronicle podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and other streaming services. Listen at www.sfchronicle.com slash podcasts with that.